0: Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to our Shelf Logic podcast. My name is Caroline. My name is Travis. And today we are going to be talking about something very exciting. We are talking about the twenty twenty one Pop Sugar Reading Challenge, Ooh. which we are all very excited about. This is a list that the would you say it's a lifestyle blog?
0: I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: so the lifestyle like blog Pop Sugar compiles a list of prompts every year for people to just kind of peruse and read books based on these prompts. Um, Some people do a couple of them. Some people try to do the whole thing. Part of the challenge is to try and do the whole thing. And they also have an advanced list. So if you can check everything off of the regular list and then jump into the advanced list, you'll have a very well-rounded book list for the year.
0: Yeah, I think it's the the main list is like 40, I want to say, and then the yes. other is 10.
1: Yeah. Yep, so 50 books all together. So if one of your goals for the year was to read a set number of books, this is a really easy way to kind of get some ideas and start knocking things off your list, and it's fun for us to just try new stuff.
0: Yeah, we love it. It allows you to read like outside of your comfort zone. So like mm-hmm. I like a lot of like fantasy and like graphic novels. But this makes me kind of read, like, other things. I'm like, I found so many good, like, books that I never would have originally read from this prompt.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's cool for us as librarians, too, because when someone says, oh, I'm looking for a book like this, you know, even if we've never read something like that before, we've at least seen something like that in the Pop Sugar Challenge. So we may have something to recommend. Right. So I think we're going to read through the list here. So if you've never heard of the Pop Sugar Challenge, you'll have an idea of what we're looking at. We're just going to talk about a couple of the ones that we're really excited about, and uh, hopefully challenge you and excite you to do the Pop Sugar Challenge as well.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to do. Uh, I think we're going to do like a three-part series, like in the Shelf Logic about this. So we'll do this. I guess like middle of the year, we'll see how we're doing.
1: Yeah, like June, July-ish. Yeah,
0: and then uh, at the end of the year, we'll see if we've completed this challenge. Yes, I think so, we're going to do it, Caroline. We've I
1: think got so this. too. I think so too. And this hopefully doing it on the podcast will hold us accountable. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> So let's see. So the list includes a book that was published in 2021, which is pretty common of the pop sugar challenge. I think yeah. that, that happens every year when the new year comes. For sure. An afrofuturist book, a book that has a heart, diamond, club or spade on the cover, a book by an author who shares your zodiac sign, a dark academia book, a book with a gem, mineral or rock in the title, a book where the main character works at your current job or your dream job a book that has won the Women's Prize for Fiction, a book with a family tree, a bestseller from the 1990s, a book about forgetting, a book you have seen on someone else's bookshelf, and in parentheses it says in real life, on a Zoom call, in a TV show, etc., a locked room mystery, a book set in a restaurant, a book with a black and white cover, a book by an indigenous author, a book that has the same title as a song, a book about a subject you're passionate about, a book that discusses body positivity, a book found on a Black Lives Matter reading list, a genre hybrid, a book set mostly or entirely outdoors, a book with something broken on the cover, a book by a Muslim American author, a book that was published anonymously, which I'm excited to talk about because I think we interpreted this differently, (laughs) a book with an oxymoron in the title, a book about do-overs or fresh starts, a magical realism book, a book set in multiple countries, a book set somewhere you'd like to visit in 2021, hopefully.
0: <laughs> That's going to be a good
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A book by a blogger, vlogger, YouTube video creator, or other online personality. A book whose title starts with Q, X, or Z. A book featuring three generations, grandparent, parent, child. A book about a social justice issue. A book in a different format than what you normally read. And in parentheses, this says audiobooks, ebooks, graphic novels. A book that has fewer than 1,000 reviews on Amazon or Goodreads. A book you think your best friend would like. A book about art or an artist. A book everyone seems to have read but you. And your favorite prompt from a past sugar, pop sugar reading challenge. So that's kind of a freebie. And then in our advanced category, this one's fun and it has mostly, I think actually all of them have to do with a um, Goodreads reading list. Yeah. So. If you have a Goodreads account, this is a really great way to get into the advanced books and maybe kill two birds with one stone if something was already on your list from the initial challenge. Um, But if you're not on Goodreads, it's a good time to start and then try to get into the advanced list. So the advanced challenges are the longest book by pages on your to-be-read shelf, the shortest book by pages on your to-be-read shelf, the book on your your to-be-read shelf with the prettiest cover, The book on your to be read shelf with the ugliest cover, (laughs) the book that's been on your to be read list for the longest amount of time, a book from your to be read list you meant to read last year but didn't, a book from your to be read list you associate with a favorite person place or thing, a book from your to be read list chosen at random, a did not finish book from your to be read list, and a free book from your to be read list and in parentheses, this says gifted, borrowed, or library. Oh, so use the libraries. Yep. There we go. It's nice and easy to get that one checked off. <laughs> Whew, so that's 50. That's a lot. It is a lot. That's <laughs> that's a lot. lot. Yeah. Uh,
0: one thing I like, I, st- I think I start first started this like in 2015, I did it. I think I've only missed one year since then. Oh, wow. And so one of my friends had told me about it, and they were like, you know, yeah. I was like, so if I read like one book, can that count for multiple things? I was like, is this cheating? And they're like, <laughs> it's just kind of like a fun thing to read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like don't don't look don't like read too deeply into it. So if you want to count books for multiple things, I think you've got the power to do it if you want to. You can kind of do whatever with this thing.
1: Yeah, I my first year doing the Pop Sugar Challenge, I think, was twenty seventeen or eighteen. And I did let things cross over different categories. Um, and kind of dip into multiple buckets at the same time. But I think this year I'm going to try and do a unique book for each one. Yeah,
0: me too. I'm kind, like, of, kind of a purist now. Yeah, I know. I know.
1: Yeah, it is. The Pop Sugar Challenge Purist.
0: Purist.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited about the whole list. Like, I, I skipped it, and you are truly a Pop Sugar Challenge Purist, because I skipped it last year. Um, I just didn't – I don't know. I felt like I had diversified my reading enough that I didn't do it last year. And I didn't, nothing on the list stuck out enough to me that I was like, I have to do it this year so I can accomplish that. Yeah. But I'm back. We're I'm back. back into it. In a
0: big way. we're doing it. I don't think I did it last year. I may not have done it in 2019 <sighs> either. So you're not a purist. I'm not a purist. Oh,
1: no. No. Well, it's okay. okay. We're, we're back. <laughs> we're getting into it. It's totally fine. So a couple that I'm excited about right off the bat. I'm always excited about books that I meant to read in the last year and didn't get to. Um, cause there are just so many, uh, but I meant to read Alex Trebek's book called The Answer Is, and I only discovered that it had come out, oh gosh, unfortunately it was like right before he died. And it was, there was already a decent holds list for it considering he's fairly popular anyway, I got on the list for it, and then he passed, and the list, like, skyrocketed. So I just didn't end up getting to it, but I'm very excited to read that one.
0: Yeah, I
1: feel like I grew up with Alex Trebek. I'm heartbroken that he passed, so I'm really excited to read that one.
0: That sounds – yeah, I'm so intrigued because, like – so if if you're not familiar with Goodreads, it's like – I'm sure you probably are. But if not, it's a – like a website where you can track, like – Books you want to read, what books you have read. Mm-hmm. You can set like uh, like a yearly or an annual goal for yourself, which is super awesome. Yeah, it's kind of like a I want to say a Facebook of books of books that Facebook of books. I don't know <laughs> what that means. but it, like there is some social media components, but you don't have to do that. You can just yeah. use it as like as like a, you know a list to keep for yourself. That's kind of what. It-
1: yeah, yeah. I don't really use the social media component either, but it is nice to see like what I've read and what i want to read when i see something on the shelf and then it gets super dangerous because once you've reviewed 20 books they start recommending you things based on the things you've reviewed (laughs) so occasionally i'll pop into my recommended list and just say "Oh, let's see what's on there oh no they know me too well i want to read all of these things (laughs) and then my list grows and you click
0: like 50 books
1: oh i think i'm up in the 900s right (laughs) now yeah (laughs) Yeah, I, love it. I have every to look. year. Every year, one of my goals is to try and whittle that list down. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Nice. It's always going to grow. People are going to keep publishing books, and I'm just going to keep yeah. growing yeah. my list.
0: I have to look and see because um, one thing I really like about the advanced uh, of the Pop Sugar Challenge is, and we we just figured this out the other day, like the longest book by pages, oh. and the book that's been on your to be read list for the long amount, longest amount of time. Which I mean, I can't wait to hear yours because my the longest book by pages. Is, well, okay, so War and Peace, (laughs) which apparently uh, we tried to, um, a couple friends, there was a, there's apparently a War and Peace annual challenge where you read like one chapter a day. Oh my gosh. And by the end of the year, you've read the whole book, essentially. I think there's maybe like a couple days where you read two chapters, maybe. We'll
1: have to check in with them and see if they finished that. I know. I
0: think they did. Oh my gosh. Okay. Some of them got Uh, lost. uh, So I don't know if I want to do that. Also, the second one, which I was like, you know, kind of like doing what you want a little bit uh, (laughs) The Lord of the Rings, and also Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry, which I've never read a Western ever. I haven't either, no. So it's like, that kind of would be interesting and a good way to, like, diversify my reading. Yeah, for
1: sure. <laughs> I want to find, and I'm sure it's out there, I want to find a Western that's like Westworld. Ooh. That's, like, a little Western, a little sci-fi with, like, a really cool female lead. Oh, that sounds interesting. I'll have to dig around and see if I can find something like that. I'm sure I that know. if I Googled, and this is a great thing, too, this is a great tip for you to know. If you Google books that are similar to... XYZ. If I googled books that are similar to Westworld, I'm sure I could find something. Yeah, true. But that would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know if that would cross anything off my list, but that just sounds—that <laughs> just sounds cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my longest book by pages is *Lay Miss*. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, and there's a setting on Goodreads where you can kind of incor- like incorporate different elements of books to see on your shelf. I don't know how to explain it. Like you can see ratings and what everybody else has rated it and. It's just a nice way to organize it, but you can also organize it by page. So, yeah. Yep. Lim is. is. I wonder how many pages. Oh, gosh. It was like, I think it was up in the thousands. Yeah. And it it made my heart sink a little. (laughs) But I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm also a big audiobook listener, so I think if I just dedicate like an hour or two a day, it it can't be more than like 21 hours long, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well. That was reassuring. (laughs) And then the longest book that I've had on my to-be-read shelf, um, and this is, oh, gosh, we're getting really deep on the podcast again. (laughs) So when I was in middle school, Rachel's Challenge came to my school, and it's Rachel Scott, who was a victim of Columbine. Her parents do this kind of like kindness challenge in schools, encouraging people to like be kind and to look out for one another and, you know, just kind of generally help each other out. And in this talk, they kind of explained what Columbine was. And I was, oh gosh, I'm going to age myself here. I was five when Columbine happened. So I was totally unaware that that even happened. So when they explained it, I was like, oh my gosh, that is terrifying. And I was the child that instead of shying away from scary things, just dove head deep into them, which terrified my mom. She hated that. <laughs> but So like when I was afraid of tornadoes, I read all the books in the library about tornadoes. Yeah. When I was afraid of Columbine and school shootings and things like that, I read all the books I could about it. But I missed one because no library would carry um, Brooks Brown's book called No Easy Answers. Brooks Brown was a friend of the two Columbine shooters and he wrote a book kind of from his perspective of like where he thinks things went wrong and oh and No Easy Answer. You know, the title kind of says it all. Like there, He felt that there weren't any simple ways to explain why it hap- like, what happened happened. But I could never find it anywhere. And so I finally found it at... Half-price books, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm just going to feed my childhood fear and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: does, I, I do feel like like reading, because like, I was the same way with Tornadoes. After the movie Twister came yeah, out, that's I was what like, I got scared. <laughs> what? This, this is horrifying, but I also want to be a storm chaser. Yes. And, and I was obsessive after that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yep. Read every single book on Tornadoes. That was
1: exactly what did it for me. So yeah. thanks, Bill Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> <helping out. laughs> Oh, really? That got me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, let's see. Uh, What else? Oh, Anonymous. We have to come back to this one. So the book that was published anonymously, we were intrigued by this because there's two camps here. Was this book published anonymously and is still recognized as being written anonymously? Or could we count books that were written anonymously and have since revealed their author? Interesting. I'm going with the initially published, but has since been revealed, because it's pretty hard to find truly anonymous books anymore, yeah, for sure. which, you know, I understand. If I wrote a book, I would want some fame. Some accolades, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i want to be recognized, and right. I'll say it's it right a lot here, of time doing right this. now. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm reading Common Sense by Thomas Paine. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I majored in history in college, and I, I... That was what I was supposed to read for school and never did. Interesting. So, I
0: didn't realize that was anonymous at first, too. Yeah,
1: he published it as like an anonymous pamphlet. And once it circulated and people were talking about it and then, you know, things kind of started to change, he revealed himself. So
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going
1: to give it a try.
0: Uh, I had thought for that one, because I think you had mentioned Beowulf. Oh, yeah. Or it was anonymous. I was like, okay, maybe this is, like, going to make me, like, okay, read Beowulf. Oh,
1: my gosh, Beowulf and War and Peace.
0: And yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. I'm going to read two books uh, this year for the Pop Sugar Reading Getting Challenge. Getting real deep in the classics. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then you would uh, mention to me V for Vendetta.
1: Oh, yeah. Which yeah. Which was
0: released anonymously. Apparently.
1: Yeah. That's like, oh, what okay. I read on the internet, so hopefully it's okay. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: We trust you, Internet.
1: I trust you, Internet. Uh,
0: So I'd kind of like to do that one, I think. It's a graphic novel.
1: Yeah, it is a graphic novel, so that would be really cool. That would be
0: kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Another one that I'm, like, super, super fascinated about is the idea, and I think it's because of Knives Out, uh, like a locked room mystery. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't
0: think I've read a locked room mystery.
1: I don't think I have either. So we had to actually look this up when we saw it on the Pop Sugar Challenge because... I think we both were kind of like locked room. So like, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. A locked room mystery is a mystery that happens in a place where it's kind of impossible for people to have come and gone. So the people that are in the room or the house or uh, murder on the Orient express is a great example of this too. Like the people that are locked in this similar space have to be the suspects. And then there's generally some twist. Um, was how the again? Thank you, internet. That was how the internet <laughs> described it. So um, let's see. What was I going to do for that one? Uh, the seven and a half lie or seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. I have that one too. Oh, nice! Yes. I'm really excited about that one. I think we have a couple that are similar, so I'm excited to see what we yeah. both think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that one sounded really cool. But like I said, Murder on the Orient Express would count. Um. Oh, there's a book that I read that I liked, and it'll come back to me. That would work really well for this one too. Um, but I. It won't, it won't come to me right now, so it'll come back. Um, and seven
0: and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle was similar to Groundhog's Day. If you read a description of it?
1: No. But
0: I was like, okay, so a locked room murder mystery that's like Groundhog's Day. I'm in. Let's yep. go. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> sounds that sounds great. great. Yep, I
1: love that. I love that.
0: Uh, I did see The Guest List, which is a, like a, a recent book. Yeah. By Lucy Foley. Apparently, like all these people are, I guess it's a... I guess they're in a room. They're on an island. Okay. Like, all these different, like, I think it's six or seven people, and one of them is the murder. So they have to, like, figure that out.
1: Ooh. That seems kind of interesting. Let's see. I, it came back to me. It was The Woman in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. So thank you, Travis. Thank you, thank you Internet. <laughs> Thanks, Internet. Yay, Internet. <laughs> um, yeah, so like great, like, that would be a great example of a locked room mystery. They're all on a kind of like a cruise ship or a boat. So that would be a cool one. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. There was one that I was really excited about. Uh, oh, the different genre or different format than what you normally read. Ooh. I think this is kind of hard for us because we being being in the setting we're in, we read a lot of ebooks and audiobooks and graphic novels. So we have things to recommend. So I am going for a genre that I do- don't normally read in a format. So I'm going to read a poetry book on audiobook. Oh, I've never even thought of that. A little workaround. Oh,
0: cool. Okay.
1: I like epistolary books and I like poetry. And so I was thinking that either one of those would work well as an audiobook because I generally like to read them in print. People make like, I don't know, fancy kind of, they make the words fancy across the page in a poetry book. And I appreciate that. <laughs> so I don't generally read poetry on audiobooks because I feel like there's a reason that they did what they did with. The artwork or the layout and so i don't want to take that away from the book but i gotta do it the oh, challenge the challenge
0: instructs me to do it i thought that would be like super fascinating too like i remember like like shakespeare stuff like you'd read it but then you'd hear it and you're like oh this makes a lot more sense i understand what's happening
1: yes like, i wonder if
0: it would be similar with poetry maybe
1: maybe yeah that would be cool because i i often ascribe like a pace of poetry yeah in my head and i'm usually wrong when i hear it read <laughs> by the author or read it you know on youtube uh, or yeah i'm usually wrong so <laughs> so that'd be cool Let's see what else. Let's see. Oh,
0: I know we. This is uh, a book that has won the Women's Prize for Fiction. I think we both chose the same book. Yep. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin by Lionel yep. Shriver, and I'm in the
1: middle of it right now. And oh, you started, okay? I did. I started. I, I jumped right in as soon uh, as the clock turned midnight on 2021. I was like, <laughs> "Let's, let's go, go, Pop Sugar." Uh, yeah, it's really it's really good so far. Because
0: uh, we have both seen the movie, mm-hmm. and the movie is super intense. Yes. Amazing film, really. Yeah, John like, C.
1: Riley, Tw- uh, Twil uh Yeah, t- uh, Tw- Tilda Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton <laughs> not Twilda. Tilda Swinton and Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, which really is really stacked. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the movie's really good.
0: Uh, another great option that I would that I've read before. I think she read it last year. Is Circe by uh, Madeline Miller. It's so
1: good. Yeah, so that's on my good. list. That is on my list. So that might have to. I can maybe I can double dip on some of these or cross them off. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm really excited about um i've already like i said clock turned 2021 and i jumped in i already read my book that has fewer than a thousand reviews on goodreads which i feel like i just kind of had to stumble across Uh so as i was reading stuff i just had to like go on to goodreads and see how many reviews it had and it just so happened that the first book i read this year crossed it off the list so i read and, and you saw it the Over the Garden Wall graphic novel. Yes. If you've ever watched Over the Garden Wall, it was originally a mini series on Cartoon Network. It's on HBO Max and Hulu now. Just an incredibly charming but surprisingly deep yeah, show. Yeah. Sure. Um super super cute and they made a graphic novel series that are like spin-offs of the show. So I got one for Christmas and I read it and it was just as wonderful as the show is. Wow. But it has less than a 1,000. It had, like, 32 reviews on Goodreads. What?
0: I know. I could have swore it was, like, like that series was... It seems very popular to me, but... Yeah.
1: I don't know. Over the Garden Wall, we only just started watching it this year. Or, well, I guess last year. Now, it was 2020. Um, I feel like it slipped under the radar. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of people who are like, diehard fans of it, but we totally missed it.
0: Yeah, me too. I heard about it much later, I like.
1: Yeah. So, maybe that's the same with the books. Yeah. Maybe it just doesn't hit with kids because it... They weren't like old enough to watch the show. True. And and it doesn't hit with is adults. Pretty. We all kind of missed it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're listening to this and you have either of those services, Over the Garden Wall, I highly recommend it. For it's, sure. It's wonderful. I wonder if we have a copy here. I thought oh, we might. We'll find out. We will find out. Let's uh, see. Oh, it's so good.
0: Uh, one that I thought. And this is one we had to talk about, too. Oh, first. Um, a book where the main character works at your current or dream job.
1: Which for us, I feel like, is one and the same.
0: Yeah, right, Which right. is great. Yeah. So one that, and I've heard this is a horror book, but I've seen it classified as fantasy as well, The Library at Mount Char.
1: Oh, I've never heard of that. Uh,
0: Scott Hawkins. Uh, so this is the, a description I read, and I was like, I have to read this book. Uh, Carolyn works in an infinite library, forced to study at the feet of the man who might be God. It also includes a tutu-clad psychopath, a malevolent iceberg, and a lion named after an atomic bomb. Uh, Wow. I was like, I don't know what I just read, but I'm color intrigued.
1: (laughs) Yes. Is David Lynch right-hander a pseudonym? (laughs) (laughs) That one sounds really good. I think for that one, I picked the library book. Um, And it's, is that one in nonfiction? It's based on a true story. I think so. Yeah, about a fire at a library and like a series of arsons. (gasps) Oh, but I just remembered that... My mother-in-law gifted me a book about a librarian called um, The Lions of Fifth Avenue, which is, it's, and it's, I talk about this in every book talk I do. I feel like I talk about it in every podcast I do, (laughs) but I love books that can split timelines and then like seamlessly bring the two times together. So this, the first part of the book is about um, a family who lives in the New York Public Library and has started to like slowly uncover some theft that is going on in the library and then fast forward to the 2000s, and like the great great granddaughter of this family is still working for the New York Public Library, doing like a historical archive for them. And she slowly starts to uncover that her family may have been involved with the theft. Interesting. It sounded really cool. And it I mean,
0: is under true crime, so.
1: Okay. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. yeah, so I'm looking forward to reading either one of those. Oh, that sounds fascinating. Let's see. Oh. This one I'm excited about. A book you've seen on someone else's bookshelf.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I didn't know how exactly I was going to accomplish this because, I don't know, I feel like I don't see a lot of bookshelves and TV shows. Yeah. And when I do, I they just totally go past me. I don't even really notice them. So I think what I'm going to do is kind of just put the word out to all my friends, like, hey, if you have the opportunity and you would like to, just send me like a really quick video of your bookshelf. And that way I can see what they have on their shelves. And maybe something Ooh, will jump out at me. That's a
0: great idea. So,
1: Excellent. If my friends are listening, be prepared because <laughs>
0: I'm going to send you a text. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Yeah, I don't really see a lot, and like, there's so not a lot of opportunities now to like just see like, oh, I see that person reading this book.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, yes. Yeah. I don't ride public transit, so I don't see people reading books. And yeah. That was, I think that was a challenge one year. Was like a book that it you was. see someone reading in public. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't. I don't know. I work at the library, so I see a lot of books. <laughs> that was a tough one. Yeah. Oh, let's see. There was one that I felt nervous about. Oh, I was nervous about this one—a book set in a restaurant.
0: Oh yeah, I actually didn't even notice that one until we just went down the list. Books.
1: Yeah. I when I looked up, and this is the beautiful thing about the Pop Sugar Challenge too—is you can Google any of the prompts. And not only does Pop Sugar have a nice slideshow of books that they recommend, but there's also people that just build lists on Goodreads based around the lists and Amazon lists and things like that. So, luckily, there are solutions out there. But the one book that I came across was um, Anthony Bourdain's book. Oh. Okay. And I've already read that. Uh... So, I was like, dang it, I have to find something else. I have to be more creative. And I found one. Let me see if I can find the title. I wrote all of these down. Oh. Oh, Last Night at the Lobster. I have no idea what it was about, but I can't (laughs) find anything else. Interesting. (laughs) So I'm reading that one.
0: I kind of like, immediately I thought of, because I bought a long time ago, because I got obsessed with, we actually had them here at the library, uh, like Julia Child cooking shows.
1: Oh, yeah. I was like,
0: I love Julia Child. So I was like, I have her book, My Life in France. Okay. It's kind of-
1: Yeah.
0: Ish. You know, there is a restaurant there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, at this point, if I'm Ratatouille sure. was a book, I would read it because oh, okay. I don't know what to read for that challenge. That
0: is, I literally thought of Ratatouille as I
1: well. So Ratatouille. Well, can't that just be a book? I'll just I'll read that. <laughs> yeah. Perfect.
0: Uh, another one that we both were kind of super interested in was a dark academia book.
1: Oh and we yeah, had no idea. I didn't know what it was. No, I didn't either. This was another one we had to look up. So it's, it's like kind of supposed to be like gothic horror based around school or yeah like a university or a library something academic yeah which i still was left with i have no idea what i'm gonna (laughs) read for that i found um ninth house yeah me too okay cool yeah that one looked really good and the cover was black and it had black snakes on it, so I was like, "That has yeah. to be Dark Academia," <laughs> and it is. So that's good.
0: Yeah, and it's like apparently there's like some kind of like homicide. This person's the sole survivor, and then she is tasked with investigating the occult issues at Yale.
1: <laughs> oh, see there we go. <laughs> so okay, boom, easy. like I'm in. Let's do it. Yep, there <laughs> it is. Uh, a book about forgetting. So when I showed this list to my husband, who's not a huge reader, he was like, "Yeah." I'm just pushing myself to read more in general, so I don't think that I'm going to do any of these because it, it's going to push me way out of my comfort zone. But I said, did you see a book about forgetting? He said, yeah, what were you thinking of reading? And he has been not begging me, but just subtly hinting for probably about the entire time we've known each other that I should read Waiting for Godot. Oh. And I've never okay. read it. And so I'm finally going to read Waiting for Godot. And when I told him, he was like, oh, well, it's about time. <laughs> he was like, well, yeah, I've been telling you to read that for years. Yeah,
0: so, added one for that one. I don't think I've read that either.
1: Well, there okay, we go. Waiting okay. for your vote. And it's a play. So it reads a little differently than a book, which could also, yes. if, if we were not purists, we could double dip and do a oh, different, you format could. But, different format book. But, you know, yeah. that depends on if you want to break out of the purism of the reading challenge. <laughs> That's right.
0: Uh, one that, and I think you'll love this because we talked about this book recently, a bestseller from the 1990s. I have, this also could fit in a book that everyone seems to have read, but you, Holes. <gasps> I have never read Holes.
1: Oh, my gosh. I know. How I
0: feel like you? I should be kicked out of the library right now.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, how were you ever a middle school boy and uh, didn't no, read Holes? Never did. Oh, my gosh. I love never Holes. Never seen the
0: movie. Like I've heard like a million and one great things about it. I don't know what happened.
1: I'm, like, heartbroken for you <laughs> Just, right now. So yeah. I oh.
0: have to pause the podcast and yes. we're going so to I crime. can compose
1: myself. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you've never read Holes. I you're going to love it.
0: I know. I feel like yeah. I am. I
1: that is believe. one of those books that I bought, I think, in second grade yeah. and tattered. Like, read so many times uh, that, like, the cover was falling off. I love Holes. Oh, you're in for such a treat. I'm so excited. I'm reading um, Angela's Ashes. Okay, I don't think I've heard that. I have seen it a million times. Again, this is another one that like seems like everyone's read But You. I've seen it a lot, and it's one that a lot of people would classify as a classic. And I just never, I've never read it. Um, I think it's by Frank McCourt, and it has something to do with Ireland. And that's about all I know. <laughs> and that's the fun thing about the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge is that these are books that I've seen on the shelf before and I could identify to you and say, like, I know that book. Yeah. I don't actually know what that book's about, though. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited to read that one.
0: Yeah. And I found, too, like in previous challenges, and you probably have as well, like if there's books that you just want to read, like, oh, I want to read this, you can find a way, usually, to fit it in your Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, you can fudge it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I definitely have read some books that I'm like, oh, I don't think that this is what Pop Sugar had in mind, yeah. but I'm gonna make it work. That's we're gonna do. Yeah, I love it. I that's totally fine with me. I will make anything work. Um, let's see. Oh, the everyone's read but you book. I'm gonna read Eleanor Oliphant. It's completely fine. Oh,
0: that would be a great one. I feel like I've that's never read it either, but really? I've seen like a million people read that. Yeah,
1: book. that one. I mean, it's it. We're we're at a little bit of an advantage with this. Challenge because we see what people put on Holds. Right. So if you ever want to know what other people are reading and you feel like you haven't read yet, just ask us like what the most popular thing on <laughs> hold is right now. <laughs> I I remember that that had a Holds list miles long for so long. Yeah. And I saw it and I was like, yeah, it looks, it looks fine. It looks like a fine book. And I have heard great things about it and I just never got around to it. Yeah. So, yep. So it's happening.
0: I have one pretty similar to that and I know you have read it. Uh, a Man Called Ove.
1: <gasps> oh. I love Frederick Bachman so much; it's not even funny. That's what yes. I've
0: heard—like a million and one people. And actually, I'm doing a uh, as for like my mom and I actually are doing like a book club. I don't oh. know who told you this. So I got her two books uh, for the holidays, and one was A Man Called Ovi, and I think the other one was The Guest List by Lucy Foley, which both will fit. (laughs) Bingo. My secret plan comes to fruition. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that, I mean, I've heard nothing but five-star reviews, just incredible, incredible, like,
1: heartwarming book, kinda. Very. Like, everything Frederick Bachman writes is, like, very, I don't know, I don't want to say homey, because it's, I don't know, it's... It's just very recognizable and very comforting and very sweet uh and regardless at some point in the book it will break your heart okay like you'll be sad no matter what you read by frederick bachman uh-huh. but oh my gosh yeah i love everything that he's written um i hope that you like them because i recommended <laughs> a frederick bachman book to someone and they're like oh i didn't like that at all oh no <laughs> and i was like oh no i'm gonna pretend not to be devastated by that but i get it <laughs> And I recommended it, knowing that this person probably oh. may not may not like it. But I was devastated. I was like, "Oh no, is he not good?" <laughs> he yes, he's wonderful. Oh, I'm so excited. That's uh, such a good one. I feel like I'm going to love it. Oh, let's see. One of them just came to me. Oh, I'm so excited to read a book by a blogger, vlogger, YouTube content creator, or other online personality. I have watched Lindsay Ellis on YouTube for the longest time. She's great. Um, she knows a lot about writing and reading and authorship and. I just really enjoy her content on YouTube. So she published a book very late at the end of last year um, called Axiom's End. And I'm on hold for it. I am almost ready for it. <laughs> I'm so excited. So that one's going to be my YouTube like author book for the year. Ooh, I'm going to have to figure that one out. I
0: don't have any for that
1: one. Oh, well, I think I'll do that yeah. one. Yeah. I, I think you would like this one. It's oh, a yeah. sci-fi book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. It's, um, it's interesting. It's it's an alien story.
0: Love it. But it kind of
1: flipped on its head and like done differently than a lot of alien stories have been done. Okay. So I think you would enjoy it. I love that. Yeah, that one should be really good. I'm really excited about that one. Uh, one
0: that so I always for and I always try this um, for the the your favorite prompt from a past pop sugar reading challenge. Mm. I always try and I'm like, okay, because one year they had read a trilogy. Oh, so I was like, "Hey, oh. I would love to read a trilogy." How dare
1: they? That's like three books rolled into one challenge.
0: This is <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and then, then I always get towards the end, and I'm like, "I don't have time to read a trilogy. I'm uh. going to read like the shortest book. I don't know. It's like something like that." But I'm going to try it this year, and I think I'm going to go for. I've heard a lot about this trilogy, but it's a fantasy trilogy called "The First Law" trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. Oh, um, no idea what it's about. No. But I've heard, like, a lot of people. The first one's called The Blade Itself, and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to, like, delve into a fantasy world. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, that so sounds like a we'll really say, good one. they're good.
1: <laughs> For that one, I, I feel like I almost always default to this <laughs> challenge. The book you were supposed to read in school. Oh yeah. Now, when you meet a librarian, you may think that we read every book we are assigned <laughs> in school, and that is just not the case. <laughs> and I apologize to all of my past <laughs> teachers and professors, and uh, look at me now. I'm reading a lot, so <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't read when you assigned me these books, but I am going to read 112263 by oh, Stephen King. Nice! Okay, I'm I've heard very that's an incredible excited. book. Oh my gosh. It looks so cool. It's about the assassination of JFK, and the main character has to try to go back in time to prevent the assassination from happening. And I'm interested in this one, and this was actually talked about in another podcast, it's interesting because I'm curious to see how they manipulate time. In a lot of other books, if you manipulate time when you're time traveling, it could mess up the future. And like one little move, like if you flick a fly or I don't know, kill a mosquito, it could just ripple into the future and totally disrupt anything before you time traveled. So I'm curious if that's if that rule stands in eleven twenty two sixty three or if Stephen King has kind of invented a new rule about time travel. Interesting. So I'm very excited to read that one. I apologize to my professor, my freshman English professor who assigned me that book. It is ginormous by the way. <laughs> that's,
0: that's a a huge book to, yeah, to assign. <laughs> in my
1: defense, it is it is huge. It's like a forty disc audio book here at the <laughs> library. So if you check it out, you nice. have to check it out in two parts. So in my defense, it is incredibly long, yeah. and a semester of college is incredibly short. So, <laughs> yeah. I did not get around to it, but I'm finally going uh, to. I'm very excited. This is Let's see. We want to pick one more we're excited about. One more. Okay. okay.
0: Um, so one that I am very excited about, and there's two specific um, author slash graphic novels that I want to, an Afrofuturist book. Oh. Um, so it's kind of like. Um, it's like a, I guess it's like fantasy and sci-fi, also with uh, like combined with like um, like African cultural elements and things like that. So Nnedi uh, Okorafor, who we talked about in our last, oh yeah,
1: weekend, yeah.
0: Um, she wrote the Binti. It's like a trilogy of novellas, I think, the another novel, too. Um, but anyways, they are. So I read the first one; it was incredible. Uh, but I really want to read, especially after, uh, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman oh. passed, uh, some Black Panther uh, comics. I've read a couple graphic novels. I think I read the one by Tana nehisi Coates. Oh, cool. Uh, which was awesome. But I want to like delve delve deeper.
1: Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. So sad about Chadwick Boseman uh, still. For that one, I have Slay. It's, from, from the description on Overdrive, it seems to be a book about a young... Black girl who um, has to, like, save the world in a kind of, like, VR video game alternate reality. So it sounded a lot like Ready Player One. Yeah, interesting. So I'm excited to see that play out. And I, I enjoyed Ready Player One. So I, I'm almost certain I'm going to enjoy Slay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for sticking with us. This has been a longer <laughs> podcast, but we're so excited about the Pop Sugar Challenge. we could I mean, we spent a lot of time here talking yeah, about it. Did. So we're very excited. We're gonna check in again in probably June, July, see how we're doing, see how you guys are doing, see if you're enjoying this. Um and I'm just I'm really excited for us to yeah. start oh, digging it's through be these.
0: So fun. And I guess like reach out to us. Send us a message through Ask a Librarian. Let us know if you're doing it as well. Like yes. How you're doing, we can we can all hold each other accountable yes. and get this thing done. Let's
1: do it. Yes, <laughs> and we have a Southeast Regional Library Facebook page. Feel free to reach out to us there as well. Let us know what you're reading. Let us know if you like the Pop Sugar Challenge, if you hate it. We didn't write it, so we won't take offense. <laughs> um, and I guess I'm going to go start like this because I'll be done by the end of the year. <laughs> well, thanks so much, guys. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you really soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.